Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. I am your host, Blake Rafino. This is Are You Serious Sports. We hope that you're making it a good one. We know that we are as well. Uh, it looks like we're having a little bit of an internet concern. Uh, but man, if it's not one thing and it's another, we had the weather last night. We have the internet kind of going out. Hopefully I'm not Devin Snow like John from Hold the Mayo with Cox. Hopefully we're not in that bad of a situation. My man's struggling over there. Uh, with with his stuff, but nevertheless, this is Are You Serious Sports. We got a lot of football to talk about, y'all. We do have the LSU baseball series. We can throw in there, so we have a good show in store for you. LSU basketball plays Saint Bavendier Saturday around lunchtime, so we got a lot to talk about. So it's going to be a good show. But spring practice, we're going to be focusing on talking a lot of football uh, tonight. Is this going to be a pretty pretty heavy? Very actually heavy football related show. So all of your questions and comments fire off into the into the uh, live stream hashtag as Blake as always. I will put it in here right now so you guys can put that because you know it, it helps a brother out. It helps a brother out when we do the hashtag as Blake. Let's put it right here. Uh, and today's the last day to, to subscribe to, or I say subscribe, but to do the uh, shoot. Oh, the uh, the NCAA March Madness bracket. Don't forget to subscribe to us on YouTube to be able to win. Let's get to a couple of these comments before we get into the show. Gino Vegas had a request from us yesterday asking if we can talk a little bit about the defense. Uh, so we are going to talk a little bit about the defense. Devin Stobb says, Carter DePowell. Yeah, Carter Bryant is going to be stopping by. Dude, I love him and the way that he breaks down I'm going to talk, we're going to talk a lot of football with him. Shannon Williams says, hello, everyone. And Blaine Smith says, let's go. So we're going to get to a lot of the comments, talk about spring, some things I heard early on in the first practice. Uh, Max Johnson, we do- dove into it a little bit, uh, but back again today, some of the media members were out there today. Uh, Mason Smith, uh, I, I'm going to talk about it all. We're going to talk about it all. But before we get to that, guys, we got to pay some bills around this mug. And none better, and our good friends, I talked to him again today, Mr. Trey Varno, but our good friends over at GM Varno and Sons. GM Varno and Sons has faithfully been serving your Denim Springs and Baton Rouge area for over 62 years. 
With their highly trained technicians, there's absolutely nothing that they can't do. RV repair, big rig overhauls, motorhome chassis, truck repair, routine maintenance, tire rotations, tire sales. No job is too big or too small over at GM. Give them a call today at 225-664-9992. That's 225-664-9992. And tell them Blake Rafino at AYS sent you on by. And for our good friend, Mr. Roche, over at Roche's Lawn and Landscape, 225-937-7220. That's 225-937-7220. If you want your yard looking the best in your neighborhood, no better man to call than my good friend, Mr. Richie Roche. He's going to make your yard look good. And with the landscaping, that's 225-937-7220. 225-937-7220. Tell him Blake Rafino at AYS. Sit you on by. Okay. So we did the hashtag Ask Blake. Uh, Blaine Smith says March Madness. Yeah, LSU basketball has a big game against St. Bavendere, and then they'll probably more than likely play Michigan. Uh, Blake Doucette. What's up, Blake? He, on Facebook Live says, need to add some. Who, Mike Jones? Into the entrance. Get ready for them sacks. This is what I was told about Mike Jones. And so, Gino Vegas, since you're here, we're going to talk about our good friend, Mr. Mike Jones. Um. Here's what I was told. Uh, expect him to be like a Deion Jones, Quan Alexander type of linebacker. Uh, not the biggest guy in the world. Not the biggest guy, but a lot of speed. A guy that can get a, around a lot of uh, offenders, offensive linemen that can make tackles and can cover. So that's a good mixture of what you're going to see from who, Mike Jones. I like that type of linebacker, especially when you're talking about in a conference like teams like Alabama, teams like Ole Miss, teams like Mississippi State that want to fire the foot fire the football off. They want to throw the football. So we'll see if he's able to. Blaine Smith also says lots of NFL news. Yep. Uh Devin Stive says the fighting Johnny Joneses. Yeah. Johnny Jones, man. Jeez and Pete. Jeez and Pete. Country Granger on YouTube. What's up, Country? He says, man, every time I listen to these new LSU coaches speak, I get more and more excited about next season. Yeah, they're really, really impressive. You know what was impressive today is uh, we're in spring practice now. Now, this is something that I love to see. DJ Mangus and Jake Peets had on headsets, along with Mickey Joseph, and I'm assuming a couple of other people had on headsets during practice calling in play so that they can fire them off into the quarterbacks and into the receivers so that the receivers know what to do and get all the signs down. And guys, we're in the second day of spring. And they're getting it down and they can fix it all that. That tells me two things. Number one, that they're going to want to go fast. They're going to want to go up-tempo a lot like 2019. Thank you, sweet baby Jesus. Thank you, Jake Peets. Thank you, Ed Orgeron, (laughs) for bringing it back. He didn't have to do that. He could have gone hired uh, Bo Pelini's second cousin if he wanted to. So, yeah, these coaches are impressive, man. If, if If you're at the point right now where you think that this coaching staff isn't impressive when you have a former Power Five ACC defensive coordinator Blake Baker as a position coach, now coaching linebackers, man, I, I, I agree with Country Granger. Uh, Luke Shuckman. What's up, Luke? He says, Blake Rafino in the house. Hashtag go Shockers. What's up, Chuck? 
Derek says, Blake, are you a fitted hat kind of guy? I am. And you know, um, we're going to have some big news next Monday in reference to a new sponsorship, a corporate sponsorship. Um, so I'm going to be wearing a whole bunch of, like literally a whole bunch of fitted hats. But I got to wait until Monday. I got to wait until Monday. Uh, Brian Vietor says, Blake, there's an issue with your website. Been trying for a couple of weeks now to order merchandise. Not sure if the problem is on my end. No, that's on our end. We're having a, we're having some difficulties. Yeah, that's on our end. We'll get that, we're going to get that back up soon. I promise you. Uh, Tim Graves, what's up, my friend? He says I'm here. I'm glad you're here, brother. We got a lot of football to talk about. Ray White seventy nine says on YouTube, I like Carter as well. One of my uh, one of my f- two favorites. Yeah, dude, I, Carter's a good dude, and he he talks a lot about some good things. Uh, Stanley Polk says, ask Blake. Would you say tightened is the biggest need for the last uh, tight end is the biggest need for last scholarship spot? Stan, that's a damn good question. See, this is what I have been thinking and I've been saying, Stan. Um, now that you got a guy like Mo Hampton that's left the program, maybe you could say tight end. I mean, you do have Cole Taylor, you have the Shed Kid from Mississippi that's coming in, you have Jack Bash, who they'll, they'll put at that H back spot, but two guys that are freshmen though. Um, so maybe a little bit of concern. I think tight end is on that list. If you have a capable tight end that can come in, like a, I mean, he was he didn't light the world on fire with his athleticism, but like a Thaddeus Moss, right? Like Thad Moss is a guy that you can go get if he's in the transfer portal for this offense. Absolutely. But Stan, I, I'm going to lean more on the safety. Uh, I think that LSU has a lot of inexperience at safety outside of Todd Harris. I've been critical of Todd Harris on this show. I I want to see more from Todd Harris. That's not saying that Todd Harris can't come out there and do some good things because he can. But I think if LSU is going to use that last spot, in my opinion, with the inexperience that you have at safety, and if there is one out there, I would go safety. But Stan, that is just my opinion on what LSU needs to do. Now, tight end could be another thing. And really, center is another position. So we've been at spring camp for two or for two days now that we've been able to go in there and look. I think center is another position too that we could need to look at for LSU uh, because if Liam Shanahan goes down, man, we don't have a true center on this team. Uh, Charles Turner is not a, a a true center in my opinion. I mean, we saw in 2019 when that kid tried to snap the football, he is not is not a center trust me i played it for seven years (laughs) he's not a center move that put some weight on the kid make him go to guard maybe a more athletic right tackle if it's so be if he can do that but unless he can get snaps down which people underestimate how hard it is to get snaps down it's one of the hardest things in the world oh you gotta just snap it between your legs okay when you have a 350-pound man that's hitting you in the face, getting a snap off is extremely difficult. Um, so those are the three positions that I would look at the most, maybe safety being number one. Um, let's see. Bear Granger says, just saw something on Twitter about Mason Smith getting blown up by Glenn Logan. I got a chuckle out of it. Welcome to the SEC, young man. Yeah, that was pretty funny. I thought that Ed was having a good time, having some humor with uh, Mason Smith, but I, I got to say this, okay? I got to say this. If what Glenn Logan did to Mason Smith, if you saw the video, Mason Smith slipped, okay? Like, he did get rocked a little bit. He got pushed back, and then he got thrown off, and he slipped and fell down. 
some reporters are saying that Mason Smith got blown up. If that kid got blown up the way that I played football and guys who slipped when I was blocking them, then I would have been a first ballot Hall of Famer. That is not blowing somebody up. Blowing somebody up is driving them five to seven yards off the football. That is not blowing a human being off the ball. And they're not trying to do that. But I do think it's funny that Ed Orgeron glances over and Mason Smith's on the ground and he says, welcome to LSU, young man. That kid looks lean. That kid looks built. I mean, he's going to see some snaps this season, y'all. He's going to see some snaps. No way they're going to keep him off the field. I mean, do I think he's a starter? I don't know if he's a day one starter with the returns that you have back on the defensive line. Uh, But what I will say is that kid's definitely going to see some snaps. Uh, Justin, what's up, Justin, on Facebook Live? He says, do you see Allie Gay having a big season next season? So let's talk about this defense and then the offense, and then we'll get to Carter Bryant in about six minutes. Yeah, I do. Um, I I think that you have if LSU has success, they're going to have to have success with their defensive ends. And Ali Gay, B.J. Ojolari, and Andre Anthony. I like the fact that Ed Orgeron is taking a very hands-on approach with this defensive line. Guys, he's a damn good D-line coach. You brought him here to be a great D-line coach, and he is. Ed Orgeron literally is one of the better D-line coaches, not just in college football, but in all of football. So, yes, I do believe... I do believe that Ali Gay will have a big season next season. And you have some defensive ends that are going to be competing with one another. You do have Ali Gay, Andre Anthony, B.J. Ojolari. What does Savion Jones? Some people believe right behind Mason Smith was the number two recruit in the state of Louisiana. Can he come in as a freshman and make some waves? So they do have a lot of uh, 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 of talent there. Um, at linebacker, we talked about Mike Jones. I We've seen Naventique Strong and Damone Clark take the, the two reps. Damone Clark looks a little bit leaner than he did last season. He looked thick. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that, but it, my man looked thick. He looks like he's leaned down. And, and quite honestly, Naventique Strong, the number one JUCO uh, linebacker in the country, reminds me of a shorter Devin, uh, Devin White. The kid's biceps are humongous. Like, bigger than my head humongous. And I got a watermelon-sized head. Okay, like my my head's huge. So I, those are the two guys that I think that can come in along with Mike Jones. Look, we know what's going to happen somewhat on the back end. You're going to have Elias Ricks. You're going to have Derek Stingley. And you're probably going to have Jay Ward. I think that Jay Ward, and I mentioned this last uh, Tuesday, I think Jay Ward outside of Max Johnson, even more so than Kayshawn Bouti at times, at times, not saying he did, but at times uh, came on as probably the best player on your team or was playing as the best player on your team, let me rephrase that, with pretty much winning you the game at Arkansas and then the pick six and the things that he did against Ole Miss uh, and some things that he did against Florida that were really good. Again, and I I mentioned about this with Stan, the the safety position really scares me. I get that Derek Davis Jr. out of Pennsylvania, Sage Ryan's coming in, but guys, that's a lot of inexperience. Experience means a lot. LSU had a lot of talent on the field last season. A lot of talent on the field. Highly inexperienced. Now you have 32 starters coming back. What does that look like? So on the back end, I'm, I'm, I'm really nervous at safety. Now you have Jordan Tolls, another guy that's in there. Mo Hampton's in the transfer portal, and he's probably not coming back. 
Uh, Cedric Ross says, hashtag Ask Blake, what did I miss? Not a whole lot yet, Cedric. We got Carter Bryant coming up in about three minutes. We're going to be talking a, a, a lot of football today. Uh, Barrett Granger says, if he becomes Dion or Quan, I'll take that. I think he reminds me a lot of Dion Jones. Um, maybe a little bit faster. You know, Deion Jones put on some weight there at his in last season at LSU and has gained some weight when he's gone into the NFL. But he's one of those type of he's one of those type of players. Um, let's see. Blaine Smith says groom Cardell Thomas as a backup center. Blaine, with all due respect, absolutely not. <laughs> uh, Cardell Thomas, Cardell Thomas is not a center. He never is, nor ever will be. You can't. You're not going to be able to groom <clears throat> Cardell Thomas into a center. He is a traditional guard. Traditional. <laughs> Matt Trent from WBRZ says, Me after Torchy's Tacos is getting blown up. Hashtag getting blown up. You know, that's funny, Trent. <laughs> you know, that reminds me of the... Um, the news story out of San Antonio where the guy walks into a local Home Depot <laughs> and he walks into the bathroom and he says, I'm about to blow this thing up. <laughs> and people called the uh, police and called the bomb squad because the man went in the bathroom and he says, I'm about to blow this thing up. Oh, geez. Uh, Gatorman45 says, Spit in that game, brother. What's up, Perry? Uh, Paul Brown says, good evening, Blake. How about Gorilla Ball back? If we get the bullpen straight, we can win it all. Yeah, we could. You got a big weekend this weekend. You got Mississippi State, who has a great bullpen and a great pitching staff. Um, so we'll see. Uh, Devin Stiles says, absolutely, we'll get some PT talking about Mason Smith. Absolutely, he will. Absolutely. You're not going to be able to keep that guy off the field. Again, it's uh, we've talked about this before, but it's a lot like Jaqueline Roy, right? Jaqueline Roy was not a day one starter, nor should he have been during a pandemic, not seeing you know, a lot of spring, not seeing a lot of stuff before when he was a midterm enrollee. When, yeah, a midterm enrollee. At the end of the season, you couldn't keep the kid off the field. Literally had two big sacks, <laughs> two huge sacks uh, against Florida there at the last uh, end of the season. So... Uh, Droy, Guillory, Mason Smith are all guys that you absolutely have to have um, giving you good reps. All right, a couple more questions, and we're going to get to our good friend, Mr. Carter Bryant. Carter the Power is going to be joining us. Uh, Ryan Tito says he's not quick and agile enough to be center, talking about Cardell Thomas. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Stanley Polky says Todd Harris scares me. Yeah, and that again, that's why I said if, if LSU is going to use a uh, – uh, their last scholarship spot on something. I would like to. I would like for it to be at safety. Uh, Blaine Smith says he's athletic and nasty. Talking about Cardell Thomas got to got to get the light to come on. Shelvin was undisciplined. Well, Shelvin looks really good right now. I'm not sure if y'all saw Tyler Shelvin him working out, but he looks really good. All right, let's get over to our good friend, Mr. Carter Bryant. Carter the Power. I want to talk a lot of football with him. He's been doing an excellent job breaking down the Tigers. Um, but before we get to that, we got to get over to our good friend, Mr. John Patton, over at Area Home Lending, 225-663-2500. That's 225-663-2500. And if you mention Blake Rafino or AYS, he will send his team out for a free appraisal. Thinking about saving money on the mortgage that you have now or even doing a cash-out right refi, saving money on that mortgage that you have now, 
He will definitely do that for you. That's 225-663-2500. That's 225-663-2500. And tell him Blake Rafino at AYS sent you on by. All right, we have our man, the myth, the legend. Carter the Power from Nottingham is joining us. Carter, what's that? Oh, what's up, Blake? How you doing, man? I, I see people are already worried about Todd Harris. Really? Todd Harris? And I can understand. Like, <laughs> I still have I still have some mental scars from how he played early in the season, but he started playing better, and he's the kind of guy that you you cheer for. Some of my favorite LSU Tigers, Blake, ever, are the guys that come into loaded classes with guys that are clearly more talented than he is. Mm-hmm. And in his class, if I'm not mistaken, I think Grant Delpit and yep. Jacoby Stevens were both higher-rated guys, and he's still decided to, to come to LSU and fight through the injury, and he's got one more year to prove it, baby. Let's go, Todd. Let's go. Yeah, and Carter, it's not that he – you know, what's funny is – I know you remember this, and you might have still been on the beat. Dave Aranda in the recruiting – said that Todd Harris is one of the smartest players he had ever been around, right? I think that he sometimes overthinks it. You know, like I was watching the Florida right. game, and they did just did a little rub route, and he's just standing there like he, he's confused. Like, I know the kid knows what to do. It's kind of like start playing and, and, and start reacting other than start, stop thinking so much. When, now, you've done a lot of breakdown of film, Carter. Is that what you see in Todd Harris, maybe? Some overthinking and not just playing football? It's not just him, Blake. It's everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, last year that was certainly Absolutely. the case. Just too much thinking. And, you know, everyone saw the quote that Andre Anthony said earlier today about communication. And you're going to keep hearing that over and over. Communication, communication, communication. And it is going to help out that Durante Jones is coming back from coaching Harrison Smith and Jesse Bates at the NFL level. That's going to be key. And obviously – of Derek Davis, I know your audience is hyped up about him. I'm hyped up about him. And if, say, Dryan lives up to the five-star billing, we'll be okay. And it's fascinating because you look historically at five-star defensive backs at LSU. That's the only position where, whether it's out-of-state or in-state, every five-star defensive back since 2011, according to the 247 composite, has hit at LSU. Not only has hit, they were exceptional. Kevin Tolliver was the only one that wasn't exceptional. Every single one of them were all American, all SEC type of players. So if you factor that in with say Dryan coming in, he should be able to play right away just depending on where they actually play him. Yeah, and, and look, Carter, I completely agree. And look, I I I do those guys have talent. Let's not act like they don't have right. because they do. When you're playing Alabama and you're playing Ole Miss, and you have to go up against Nick Saban and the Crimson Tide, and you have to go up against Lane Kiffin, of all people, he's going to confuse you. He's going to throw things at you that you have no, that you've never seen, you haven't seen in high school, and they're going to get burned from inexperience. Okay, like that's going right. to happen. Devonte, I mean Devonte. Uh, well, I guess you could say Devonte uh, Smith did some things to uh, Derek Stingley that no one else in the country has ever done. And it might have been just from a lack of experience. When Derek Stingley looks at the sideline and and Smith is down the sideline, is that a little bit of a lack of experience? Uh, let's stay on the defensive side, Carter, very quickly. 
We saw the, this defensive line. Glenn Logan looks like he's trimmed down 20 or 30 pounds. On this defensive line, is that the core of this team with all of those guys coming back and the athleticism and the freaks that they're going to have up front defensively? Yeah, they get an upgrade, you know, with Andre Carter coming in, and he was pretty good at the NFL level. <laughs> it's going to be fascinating. With what's going to be very fascinating with this group is, you know, are they going to play a three-man front or a four-man front? That's going to be debated for forever. It's going to be multiple, whatever. The most important thing, though, is keeping contained in the running game, and that's just not the defensive line. That's the entire defense. And Praise Jesus, you said it. Thank you. Keep going. <laughs> Keep going. Praise Jesus. <laughs> so it, it's it's funny because, you know, on my YouTube channel, we've been doing some breakdowns of this. The LSU defense, we talk about how bad they were, and they were bad. So in eight out of ten games, they gave up seven yards per play. In the prior 41 games under Dave Aranda, they only gave up three Three times they gave up seven yards per play. So they were beyond historically bad. They were very, very, very bad. However, they led the SEC in three and outs. Correct. They were amongst the top three in havoc percentage, according to the stat cat, uh, top three in pressure percentage. They were a very good turnover defense. Where they had issues were just the simple, basic high school things keeping contained in the running game and not giving up deep passes in the passing game. If they fix those two things, they will by default get better. And I can get into a deeper breakdown of that, but those are the two simple things. And Durante Jones is a very bright guy. He probably watched film and saw the same thing that I saw because he's way smarter than I'll ever be when it comes to uh, <laughs> dissecting film and football so if they could fix those two things with all the experience they have coming back if mike jones is as good as who he's gonna be who do you okay i, I knew that was coming <laughs> houston rap is in the house i love it i can't if, help myself if, carter i can't help it i no, just no, you gotta i it. get beat red look it. at me i just I, he's my favorite <laughs> player right now i get beat red when someone says mike jones i can't help myself but you're right, Mike and, Jones, uh, right. And, and and here's the thing. If if they're just decent, if they're if if everyone comes back and if LSU can figure out their secondary, if they decide to I, I do think LSU's gonna experiment with McLaughlin or and or Jay Ward at safety. I do think that would be something they look into. You know, if they fix just those two core tenant principles, they'll be better. Now this is where it gets fascinating, is that it's not all the time who you play, it's when you play them. Correct. So the rough, the, the roughest part of the season that Durante Jones is going to deal with, and I know we're, uh, we're, we're months away, is that he does, in the middle of the season, before the bye week, have to go from Lane Kiffin to Dan Mullen in back-to-back -back weeks, which... You know, those are the two best play callers in the SEC by a pretty wide margin. So Absolutely. that's going to be tough. Um, but outside of that, the defense is definitely going to be better next season. Uh, we have a couple questions for you in here, Carter, and I want to get to this one. Craig Schilling says, hashtag ask Carter, who is a guy that you see could be the uh, next star with development from the new coaches? 
I'm going to start this one off on defense, and then we can go to offense and go back to that question. Um, quite honestly, it's Jay Ward for me, Carter. I have been all over this kid. Uh, I mean, when you we saw what he did against Arkansas, right? He he sealed that game. And look, you're from North Louisiana, Arkansas border. I mean, he won that game with the the, the strip at the end, and then the block kick. And then what he did against Oklahoma, what he did, I mean Oklahoma, what he did against Ole Miss, what he did against Florida. I, I like the fact that you talked about him moving out to safety. I like that. I think that that could be something. I think you're right there for you uh, on the defense, and then we'll go to offense. Who is that breakout star for you? I love Jay Ward. The funniest thing about him is that the struggles he had early in the season were in games that he shouldn't even have been playing. He was Correct. playing – due to emergency wasn't even fully healthy so that shows you that kid's tough um i really i really like him i you know it's it's going to be interesting how they rotate the defensive ends because there's Mm -hmm. obviously three guys who are way better than everyone else and that's ali gay andre anthony and bj ojalari what i would do and this was something dave veranda did in 2019 he did a really good job of rotating guys in and out on clear passing downs. So what the LSU defense decided to do last season, which was uh, keep the same four defensive linemen in on every single down, which you can do. That is traditionally how it's done. That's how they do it a lot of the times in the NFL. But in college, you got hundreds of great defensive linemen at LSU. So you should rotate those guys in and out. So, you know, I do think B.J. Ojolari is special. I do think he has double-digit sack potential. What's going to be fascinating is on third down, do you knock Andre Anthony inside and put Ojolari at end, or do you start Ojolari? I mean, that's going to be the, the big breakout thing is how Andre Carter and Coach O decide to rotate that entire position because that big number zero is coming in as well with Mason Smith. And, and another thing to your point, and look, I talked about this a lot, especially from a you know being a former offensive lineman. You could kick an Ali Gay in and let Ojolari be on the outside because he has that size, right? Like he can, he's right. long. He we saw Carter too, and I know that you watched that uh, Mississippi State film. I listened to you when you talked about like uh, chasing Hines and stuff like that. He blocked. He right. deflected a lot of passes. Okay, so you could do a lot, and I agree with you there. Uh, Carter, let's flip over to the offensive side. I made the joke, the old Booger McFarland joke, that Miles Brennan was a Popeye's biscuit away from being a tight end. My man's put on some poundage, but the <laughs> but, <laughs> but the man he's put on some weight. He looks like he's still rifling the ball down there. But Max Johnson has to get the first snaps, as Ed Orgeron talked about with the last two games of last season. Right, like you got to throw him in there, correct? Well, yeah. I mean, look maybe for continuity or whatever. I don't think Jake Peets is anywhere close to deciding Me what, neither. He wanted, what he what he wants to do at quarterback. You know, Miles spoke to the media today and said that Jake Peets calls him two times a day and he calls all the quarterbacks mm-hmm. and he checks in and then here comes Garrett Nussmeyer. Here's the thing, you know, obviously with Max Johnson being the quarterback, you have a radically different offense. You have a uh, a more dual threat option at quarterback and he is left-handed compared to miles brennan who's right-handed so you do have those two different things what was very fascinating from the practice footage today 
was Jake Pete's, uh, and, and this was just a little snippet. You never get, don't ever get carried away with just whatever <laughs> little thing you, you catch on practice. It's practice. But it was interesting to see Jake Pete's work with the running backs and the, and the quarterbacks at the same time. Because we all know LSU doesn't win the title in 2019 if Joe and, and Clyde weren't, you know, one of the best running back, quarterback, passing duos we've ever seen. So getting that aspect of the offense is going to be huge. So, yeah, you know, everybody wants a simple answer. I want to know if Miles Bridge is going to be the starter. That, that, is what, that is what you hear all the time. It's not that simple. It's not that simple. I do think it does come down to those two guys. I do think TJ is a distant third with with Garrett Nussmeyer. And how Jake Peets decides he wants to run this offense comes down to what he wants out of this offense. I do think if LSU can't get that connection with the running back out of the backfield – it does radically change how you want to run your offense. Correct. And I think Jake wants to see if that's going to be something that he's going to have to deal with because if your running back can't catch out of the backfield and you want to run majority of your plays at a shotgun, that means your running back must stay in and personal protect because if he's no threat as a receiver, it's just a waste to just run him out. Well, and two things. I'm going to talk about what you said. Number one, the biggest takeaway for me was that to him working with the running backs because, look, he's been with Christian McCaffrey. Christian McCaffrey was almost the MVP when he Ooh. was with him, and we all know what Christian McCaffrey did, right? Uh, I, I I agree with you there. You know what, Carter, too, the, another big thing for me today seeing Jake Peets was the headset. Okay, like he's on the sidelines with DJ Mangus. They have on a headset. They're calling in plays. It's 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 – Day two, right? Like day two in spring practice, and they have headsets on, and they're calling plays, and they want to go fast. That was something else that I I, I found really interesting. Um, Chili Vic on YouTube says, has, uh, hashtag Ask Carter, the two guys to watch that he thinks is Bryce Langston and Jack Besh. It's interesting like it. when we talk about uh, guys that are coming in. Jack Besh is a, a guy that they might could see some early playing time. Carter – from the we talked a little bit on the running backs. Who do you think is the biggest weapon for LSU? I mean, obviously Kayshawn Booty, but outside of him, do you think that there's an emerging star there that can complement a Kayshawn Booty? So here's the funniest thing about Kayshawn is you know we we saw what happened against Ole Miss and it was spectacular. I do believe Jare Jenkins is the clear number two. Me and too. Look, I understand. I understand. Uh, uh, your audience is very high on these five guys coming in, and as you should be, they're all fantastic. They all do things differently, and obviously, Jack Besh being a potential tight end is someone to look out for. But Jare Jenkins, it's not just the fact that I do have a bias towards guys that come in a loaded class. As we were talking about Todd Harris earlier, Jare Jenkins came in with. Uh, Jamar and mm-hmm. Terrace Marshall. I mean, we're talking about two guys that are clearly better than him, and he knew that going in, and he still went to LSU, didn't transfer, stuck it out. And even before leading into last season, we weren't talking about Jare Jenkins at all, and he still just kept plowing. He still just kept working. 
And from start to finish, he was the one guy that was consistently in the lineup. And here's what's funny, Blake. When you look at the advanced statistics, when you look at average depth of target, when you look at yards per catch, when you look at drop percentage, he was amongst the LSU best players in all of those categories. So sometimes it's not just the catches. It's what can you do as far as shifting a defense? And because Jure Jenkins is really good at running deep routes, intermediate routes, and he is a team-first guy, I do believe you will see a clear-cut number two with Kayshawn on the other side. And when you have two deep options on the outside, and make it so much easier for your slot options, which look to be coy more. It looks, I mean, Trey Palmer. I know right. some people are high on Trey Palmer. I'm I'm fading Trey just a little bit. Highest drop percentage on the team. Um, you know, he should have emerged by now. This has put a percent up time for for big number thirty three. And I know you got a lot of viewers. In Kentwood, Louisiana, and I don't want them coming after me. Okay. Oh, them Rue's gonna th- th- start throwing them punches now. You better be careful. I, you you got to be careful. Trust me. I, I I understand. I understand. And and my viewers have brought this up. It's like, hey, I'm from Kentwood. I didn't like what you said. I'm well, you know, uh, don't but, drop. You hey, know, but realistic. You, but hey, you're being realistic, right? Like I'll say it. Like you're being right, realistic. Yeah. Okay. So let's not act like Carter. You're not being realistic. You know, interesting to add on to your point. And continuing about Dre Jenkins, to be that big and that great of a route runner, right? Like the kid right. runs exceptional routes that I just I kind of look at it sometimes. And look, I what we I've been breaking down a lot of the film along with you. Now you do a great job uh, on it. I've been watching the Florida game and that little that first touchdown when he just kind of sneaks by. Like how does a man six four two hundred ten pounds sneak by you like that? He's 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 good, bro. He he's got some game to him, doesn't he? He, he's he's really good. I I I'm I'm blown away when I watch him. And here's the thing: this this is a scary thing about it is when you look even deeper, you see that you know LSU has this deep history at wide receiver. Everyone's familiar with it, but it's not just at wide receiver. It's you know, it's all these guys are from Louisiana as well. I mean, right. you look historically. All these three-star receivers from Louisiana have been phenomenal. Uh, you know, you look at DJ Chark. He was a, a three-star. Justin Jefferson was a three-star. Racy McMath, when he was healthy, was, you know, pretty good last season when he had his opportunities. So, you know, it's it's funny. I, I really do think Jare Jenkins is special, and I do think, you know, 12-game, 13-game season, I could see a 40-50 catch season out of him next year. The man that owes you some uh, chicken wings chicken. is in the comments. Oh, he says, man, them Rue's going to come after from the water tower to come get on you. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, they are. If you've never been to Kentwood, Louisiana, that water tower, it's intimidating, man. It's oh, intimidating. It is. Uh, Carter, a couple more questions and we'll get you out of here. Dude, you're always fantastic as always. I, I was listening to you uh, in reference to when you're talking about the offensive line play, you talked about Chase and Hines. Just in an observation, now, I didn't dig deep into it like you did. It looked like they were missing some blocks, right? Like this stone cold missing blocks. And then the Carter, I started digging into it a little bit. Okay, it looked like they were wanting the the running backs to take a blitzing linebacker, and for Chase and Hines not to take a blitzing linebacker and help protect on the other side. 
it's just they look so confused on what they were doing last year, regardless of what the protection calls were supposed to be. Can they get this get a little bit more cohesiveness going into this season? And look, Deculus was a big guy in returning that said, hey, I'm coming back. And then everybody said, look, he, he took a long time. But once he said he was coming back, we're coming back. That continuity is going to play well, right? I, I do think so. And I do think Jason Hines will be better than what he was last season. Once again, anytime I, I, I hate, I hate <laughs> saying anything critical about any player. I promise you. But a Trey Palmer was who we and, and I'm going back to Trey Palmer just for a second because I don't want anyone to, to feel like I hate the guy. I don't. It's just LSU wouldn't have taken five wide receivers if if they thought that they had something with some of these other guys. But anyway, you know, like let's say Chase and Hines, for instance, he really struggled last season. And it shocked me how much he struggled considering LSU had some other options. And look. Cardell Thomas, Anthony Bradford. I mean, the list goes on and on, right? Or or like they did against Florida. that When when Chase and Hines went out with an injury, they plugged uh, Cam Wire in, and it was just fine. Right. You know, Chase and Hines was a huge liability. And the long run that TDP had against Alabama was an amazing run. Everyone had their block. Chase and Hines got away with the hold on that long run on Dylan Moses. And that's even though the end result was great, it w- it should have been called back. Completely so, okay with that, by my, the way. <laughs> yeah, I, I am too. I'm not complaining. Don't 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 think that, I, that I'm. I know, I know. I'm but, just messing. But 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 here's here's what's really fascinating is that you know there is a continuity thing, and they were talking about this with the media today. They put three offensive alignment in front of the media today. We had. Ed Ingram, we had uh, Liam, and we had Deculus. Austin Deculus. So right. we should we should feel comfortable with those three guys starting. Do you put Deculus in at right guard and put in Doomerville? Here's what I think is going to happen. I do believe they will start the same five from last I season. I do too. But, but be a little bit more willing to pull a quicker trigger and maybe put Cam Wire in at one of those spots. And I understand offensive line coaches hate benching their guys. They believe in continuity, and they, and but sometimes you you just have to do it. And especially if a player is consistently struggling, consistently picking up the blitzes and whatnot. I I'm hopeful for Hines. I'm hopeful for Rosenthal to be fully healthy. But we'll see what happens. One quick stat though about the offensive line is that, according to the blue-chip ratio, is one of the lowest percentage blue-chip ratio, which basically means three- and four-star recruits. So you have a Doomerville guy. You have uh, uh, Garrett Dellinger. If you absolutely have to need him, you know, put him out there. Let's just see what happens. So we'll see how this plays out, and hopefully uh, James Craig figures out a very important position. I've known Adrian McGee my whole life, so I have the ability to say this, okay? Um Ed Ingram came back, okay, in my opinion, outside of Lloyd Cushenberry, Adrian McGee was your best offensive lineman in 2019 when he returned. Hashtag Vanderbilt. Remember when he, like, just creamed those two guys in Vanderbilt? Ed Ingram returned that week, right? Okay, so I think that you're right in that open competition will help. Um, 
And I think a little bit of scheme is going to help this team, too, on an offensive line perspective. I mean, when you got SEC StatCat running out there saying Miles Brennan had more time in the pocket and then uh, Max Johnson was two and TJ Finley was fourth, okay, they have the ability. It's just firing the ball off, getting the ball out there and being able to run the ball. Uh, Carter, Carter the Power Bryant is our guest. One more question, Carter, and you've been a gracious host. I know what you're feeling, by the way, when you say you don't like talking negatively about people or players. I feel the same way. Like I yeah. don't want I don't want to do it, right? But you gotta sometimes be a little realistic. Carter, last right. question I'm gonna get you out of here. I know it's way too early. What do you think LSU's record is going to be next season? What What does your gut tell you? How, how do you think next season goes? And I know we're a long way off, and this can change, and we can talk ourselves into an undefeated Joe Burrow-like season, and <laughs> maybe not that crazy, but what do, you, what do you see this team going into next season? So, look, I say this to everyone that watches my content, Power Hour LSU on YouTube, Every time someone asks you this question, and I'm going to answer it even more special for you, Blake, I don't try my hardest to get an exact number. Instead, I want to get a bare minimum number. What is the bare minimum amount of wins that is good enough for you to feel comfortable enough with the coaching staff moving forward? Okay, we're talking bare minimum, all right? I would say the bare minimum number next season would be eight and five. Now that's the bare that's bare minimum. If LSU doesn't get to eight wins, that's when you really have to start reevaluating the entire operation. Nine should be the real minimum, but next season should be the standard ten win. And if you have a championship standard program. You should never not have a double-digit win season. Now, the good thing about LSU's schedule is that they don't have any back-to-back top 15 recruiters that they have to play. Now, that doesn't mean that they don't have tough back-to-back games, but that does help out. So I, I think LSU, with the talent that they return, with the coaches, you know, in the past first-year coordinators – have actually been a good thing, not a bad thing outside of last year. So I do think <laughs> LSU will be I do think LSU will be around a 10 11 win team and that would be pretty good and look it might be the year next year for our Tigers because Florida's replacing their entire offense. Alabama is replacing their entire offense. This could be a championship window if everyone stays healthy and we find an identity. Hell, Texas A&M. I mean, Texas A&M is too. I mean, hell, uh, I lied. I lied, Carter. I got to. I got to ask you for a favor, okay? Last, last question. Cody Kennedy, a guy that went to Arkansas, is now on the coaching staff, the tight ends coach, is now at Arkansas. Oh, cool. I think it's the biggest outside of outside of coordinators, the biggest uh, pickup coaching wise in the SEC. Watch out what I'm telling you. I know you have a lot of Arkansas contacts. Just watch out for it. That's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say. I agree with everything you're saying, brother. You know how much I love you. I'm sorry about last night. You know I got a little one. Just drives my uh, (laughs) – my mind goes blank, bro. It just really does. Carter, you've been fantastic. I love your show. Tell everybody where they can find all your great stuff, my man. All you got to do is go to YouTube. 
Power Hour LSU, P-O-W-E-R-H-O-U-R-L-S-U. And look, it's 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 not con and I agree with uh that commenter right there. Nine yeah. wins is the 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 floor. I would say eight uh, is like the bare floor, but like nine is you know, that should be the floor floor. Right. Um yeah, power power uh, hour LSU is I was trying know, to get to this uh, one very quickly, Carter, before you get out of here. I'm sorry, but Stephen no, Miller, ahead. our friend, says hashtag ask Carter. Are you gonna drop me some big faces for my calls? Support Miller to the Rose Bowl? Faces? What is he talking about? What <laughs> I is, don't. What is I, that? I, I don't know. Steven's, Steven's wild. Steven still owes me chicken wings. I promise you. I, I'm not making this up. This is. This is. <laughs> oh, okay. I, I think I know. I think I know what he's saying. However, um, you can find Power Hour LSU. It's. It's just. It. It's very deep LSU chatter. It's not like I'm always trying to find that little thing that's a little bit different like last week uh the more i dug deeper and this is going to sound wild um i saw that it's better for lsu if the texas longhorns are great we want them to be great and then and i explained why in the video i'm not going to explain why here but you want texas to be great and a big reason why is what happened in 2021 if you want to know all about that just Go to the channel and you'll find the video and it'll be great. Blake, thank you so much. And, oh, uh, you know, God, dude, you, you have all these great sponsors on Palm Street. <laughs> Street. All your sponsors are on Safe Street titles. I, I, I like that, man. I really do. But, you, um, you but, know, yeah, you know, you, you know, why, you know why that is, huh, Carter? Why is that? Because is I that? lived on Parker Street in Franklinton, Louisiana, which is, is the uh, it's not such Park a str- uh, not such a safe street. Luckily, we got out of there alive. That's all I'm going to say. There you go. Well, Blake, <laughs> I appreciate you, man. We'll talk soon. Absolutely, Carter. Thank you so much, my man. That is Carter, the Brian Power. Always fantastic in everything he does. I appreciate everything he said. Yeah, Brian Viator says great inside by Carter, dude. You you guys got to go check out his his YouTube channel. When you're subscribing to the Power Hour, go subscribe to RU Series Sports. But I love Carter, man. I think that his deep dives and the things that he does and the way that he does it and the skill that he does it, man, it's just such so amazing. You guys got to check him out. I, I'll be honest. I listen to him every every time I can. If he's posting a video every day, you best believe it. I'm listening to it. I love my man. Uh, Ryan Guidry says, I have a gut feeling this will be a special year coming off of last year. I do, too. And look, Tony Weaver... Let me see where's that at. Tony Weaver, uh, that boy though, says, "Are you serious? Sports nine wins is a floor." I I do agree with that. I do, and I get what Carter's saying. The bare absolute minimum. Like I, I get what he's saying, but nine is the the absolute worst. And I think that they'll get there. I think that they'll get there. And not only the reason do I think that LSU will get there. I, again. When just the small shit that uh, excuse, well, I can say it's my damn channel. The small shit we're seeing from LSU in spring practice, guys, they're calling their Joe Brady type of huddle up, hurry up, and everybody stay in there. Go, 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 go. They're doing that right now. It's the second practice of spring. Like they're going to have this stuff locked down. And remember, we didn't have a spring last season. You have a very, in, to me, and I'm just going to throw this out here, to me, Enix inexperience or experience can sometimes beat talent when you have a very experienced team 
and they do have talent, you get what you got in 2019. Joe Joe Burrow had a lot of experience. He had a lot of talent. What happened? Oh, he just accumulated 65 touchdowns. That's all that happened. So, Stephen Miller says, 8-5, and five, are we losing the bowl game or are we winning the bowl game? Um, I would say losing the bowl game, um, hopefully. Um, but I guess that's a good question. I, I don't think we're going to get there. I My personal thing is is that I think the bare minimum from LSU is 9-4 losing the bowl game. That's that's what I would say. Do I think that LSU can get to 10 wins? Do I think that they have the quarterback? Guys, we have a, the, a, the quarterback room. God forbid, knock on wood, Miles Brennan's your starter and goes down, Max Johnson's right there. Do you really feel that bad? Even though I don't think Miles Brennan's going to be the starter. No way, no how. And I think we got to be realistic a little bit. Carter is uh, money. Yeah, he, dude, I'm telling you all guys, he's he's amazing. Gino says 10 win, man. <laughs> 10 win, man. Yeah, absolutely. I think so. Let's get to a couple more of these. We're almost at, we'll go an hour. We'll go another seven minutes or so or get close to it. Brian on Facebook Live says, have to win early and build confidence in sky's limit. I agree with that. You go to the Rose Bowl and you layeth, as the Rock would say, you layeth the smacketh down on that candy ass. And look, I like that LSU's playing against UCLA because what do we know about Chip Kelly? He's going to run a lot of motions. He's going to run a lot of zone reads. He's going to run a lot of RPOs. They're going to see a lot the opening game. A lot. You're going to see... You will see how good your defense is in game one. I just pray to sweet baby Jesus that LSU uh, does not have a Wisconsin moment and they have a Texas moment or a Miami moment or a BYU moment or an Oregon moment in 2011. I hope they have that kind of moment. That's what I'm hoping for. And I think that they will. I don't think that we fully, uh, at least I don't, maybe midway through the season, I don't know if we always remember how crazy it was that this team didn't have a spring, right? Like a pandemic hit. So we'll see. Um, let's see. Blake says, Let, let's less than 10 wins. Will Coach Oak be fired? I think if he's 9-4, and four, he won't be fired. And, and again, it depends on who he loses to and how the season unfolds. I honestly I honestly want to say that LSU gets to 10 and 2 before playing a bowl game. Because again, Florida's replacing a lot. Texas A&M's replacing a lot. So is Alabama, but it's it is Alabama and I think that you won you lose to one of those SEC teams, maybe you're not supposed to because you're young and inexperienced. But we'll see. Uh Brandon Reese says, "What would you consider a good 2021 season for Coach O and LSU?" I say at least 10 wins. That's a good one. That's a good one. I mean, look, Ed's got to get to double digit wins. Ed has to get to double digit wins to get some of the heat off of him. Uh Ryan Thibodeau says, "One quarterback is gone come fall." I agree with that. Uh DeBoot Miller, what's up, DeBoot? He says the right quarterback means playoffs. And it, it could it could mean that. It could mean that. Look, I, I'm going to ride this TJ Finley, Max Johnson train until I die. I'm just I'm just telling you. <laughs> I, I I might look. 
kind of want to say this. Miles Brennan might make me look like an absolute fool, and that, and in no way is that depressing. To to quote Anchorman, if if Miles Brennan makes me look like a fool, that means that he's thrown 35, 40 touchdowns and didn't get hurt. That's what that means. Stephen Miller says, let me just make sure I'm not on record as to saying we are winning eight games. I was piggybacking off of Carter's, uh, Carter's floor comment. Uh, Blake Doucette says, since we talked football, what do you think about the final win-loss LSU versus Mississippi State would end up this weekend? I think LSU takes it uh, 2-1. I think LSU wins the series 2-1. I think LSU gets beat either Friday or Saturday, but they'll win, They'll split those two games and then LSU wins it Sunday. That's what I think. I don't think – I don't. well, let me, back, let me back up. Let me back up. Let me back up. I don't think Mississippi State beats Landon Marceau. I think LSU wins Saturday. LSU might lose Friday, so you could win back-to-back. I think they win the series. I don't know how they'll do it, but it's going to be a damn good series. It's going to be a damn good series. Ryan Thibodeau says, I was at that 2011 Oregon game. I, that was, I'm sure that was cool. Bet you it was. My good friend Brandon Taylor was in that game. So was Terrence McGee. John Adams says, Johnny Jones saving, saying go Tigers after interview. TSU Tigers versus LSU round two. Boy, wouldn't that be something? It's not going to happen, but wouldn't that be something? Uh, Brian says, I don't think Miles will be the starter. I love Max. I just don't think he can push the ball down the field like Miles. I mean, Brian, with all due respect, he did against Ole Miss. <laughs> I mean, he was forcing the ball down the middle of the field. And, and quite honestly, he did that same against Florida. I mean, we, we need to go back and rewatch those games. He was forcing the ball down the field a lot. Remember that when his second throw and it was a duck down the sidelines? And I was like, oh, sweet Jesus. Logan says, Miles going to transfer to McNeese and beat out Coach O'Son to piss him off. Yeah, uh, I, I know, uh, Logan, I get what you're trying to say there, but no way and no how does uh oh my god Frank Wilson take uh take uh what's his name Miles Brennan all right last comment imagine if we win the title this season says Brandon on YouTube so much for people saying Coach O 2019 title was a fluke and look Ed's got to get over there they're calling them the Gene Chiswick of the SEC he don't give a shit about that though all right guys we will see y'all again Saturday morning. As we'll be breaking everything down, it's good to be back. We had a mess last night, so it was great to be back. But until then, guys, we will see you all again soon. Y'all have a good night. Peace out, guys. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.